Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner of SandySpiel.com. And with me today, as always, is our producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Mr. Ramin, how are you, sir? I am doing well, Kyle. How are you on this September Wednesday? I am doing quite well. It is uh, basketball season's here, even though it might not be regular season games or anything like that, but that's less than two months away, and we still have a couple fall leagues going on, and more importantly, this past Sunday. It was it was football Sunday. It was a kickoff of the NFL season, but I had my due diligence and my, my duties to uh, behold upon the rest of the state, and I have to make sure I'm doing all my uh, – my hard work and research, so I was not watching NFL football on Sunday, but instead I was at a uh, old Columbia gymnasium, I believe it's the old middle school, I said, in Grovetown over here in the Augusta area, checking out Will Avery's Fall 48 invite camp, which featured some of the best players in the CSRA and surrounding areas. And Ramin, it was it was good. It was what I expected. A lot of pretty level competition with a couple players standing out and making a case to be uh, named the, the best players in the area, which is going to be something pretty important since we do have all area boys teams coming out pretty soon. So this was a, a one last shot for some of these kids I might not see too much to uh, make a good first impression and a lasting impression to uh, get on the radar and fight their way onto that all-area team and for them personally to really suit up and gear up for an exciting 2017-2018 season. I know all these kids are chomping at the bit for it. And Ramin, you know me, I know you, we're both chomping at the bit for the regular season to start as well. Yeah, you know, we were texting back and forth, Kyle, just saying, when are these rankings coming out? I want to get to the rankings podcasts. You know, it's almost basketball season. Now, in the South, it is still football season for the time being, but... uh it is basketball season is right around the corner and you mentioned a lot of these great guys that were at will avery's fall 48 invite and we'll start talking about them right now um just a quick note we're going to be mentioning a bunch of team names i guess they divided these players onto six teams somewhat arbitrarily these team names do not mean anything but we had ucla georgia oregon georgetown duke and kentucky so those names do not mean anything right kyle that is correct. That's just a way to uh, break up the teams and try and make them as even and as competitive as possible. All right, we'll jump right into the first game. I guess the first game with the first set you saw, UCLA took on UGA. And on that UCLA team, you saw Anthony Ray from Midland Valley, South Carolina. Uh, he really stood out. He's listed as a 6'4 senior uh, over here at Aquinas playing at that Butler uh, Summer League. Uh, we played Midland Valley. I'm not sure if he was there or not, but uh, Ray was very impressive. A wiry guard, uh, could really stroke it from deep. He had a really good game. He ended up hitting, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six threes. So he poured in six threes, uh, really had a great game in an 84-72 win. Now that was the first game of camp, and, Defense, uh, it was at a premium. There was not much being played. Um, so he really took advantage of that, hitting the three ball. 
he could get to the basket as well, but he was a player that really caught my eye. So poured in 24 points, a game high there. Uh, he's someone over at Midland Valley. I don't think they had a great season. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I don't think they had a, a great record last year. But that's someone that I'm going to have to familiarize myself with because over here, Aquinas, we will be scrimmaging uh, Midland Valley to open up the season to get ready for the regular season. So that's a player that's definitely going to have to be on game plans because he can shoot the ball and he can score and a, a nice guard with some size is always uh, something that you should be very weary of. Uh, class is 2018 Glenn Hills guy, Timmy Sellers. Big Timmy Sellers, one of the uh, better prospects in the Augusta area. Him and Brian Jolly, I think, has an offer from Navy. I think those are the only two seniors in the area that currently hold Division One offers. Timmy has one from South Carolina State, which he earned at South Carolina State team camp. Uh, he didn't get the ball too much in the, the game I watched. But he was very active rebounding the ball. You could see uh, he was the biggest guy out there, and he was pretty athletic. So he was high-pointing balls, and he was using that to his advantage. He had six points. Uh, I, I thought he had good mobility along the baseline. He was he was always willing to spin baseline and try and use that, that rim to shield defenders when he was going reverse side and putting up for two points. So he finished with six points. Eight rebounds. Uh, his final basket of that game was uh, he grabbed the rebound and went coast to coast and, and finished through traffic. So, Timmy, he's he's getting closer and closer to, uh, you know, you don't want to say a, a finished complete product because, of course, he's going to get better in college. But as far as the high school level, he's he's climbing up those ranks. He's should be picking up a little more steam. I know it's tough to come see him because he's not in Metro Atlanta. He's not these throughout the high school season teams that play a, a super amount of people but uh he, he did play with the southern stampede to finish up the the, the summer circuit so he, he's starting to get his name out there some more and i thought he had a pretty good showing even though he didn't get uh the, many opportunities to score the ball around the basket but uh timmy looked good and that's why he's going to be one of the best players in augusta this year over at glenn hills a team that i think really has a shot to do something a rising junior out of Baldwin High School, Therese Hicks was also on uh, Team UCLA. Now, that's someone that you're, you're probably not going to be super wowed with him. He's a, he's what listed as about 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, I think, actually, they have him listed at 6 foot. That might be a little gracious. But the lefty, you could tell Buck Harris, former Laney coach, has coached him well because you never see somebody in a setting like this especially a point guard, lining up to try and take three charges. That caught my eye. I hope that caught Augusta State's eye and uh, Lenore Ryan and everybody that was in attendance. That means something. Playing in a, uh, in these environments where it's run and gun, shoot threes, I saw a lot of jacked up threes, especially in that first game. But there was Hicks out there trying to take a charge, and those are just the winning plays that – can go unnoticed by the un, you know the, the common fan that doesn't really pay too much attention. But if you're reading between the lines and the stuff that's not in the box scores, Hicks makes winning plays. He ended with 11 points in that game, collected three steals and two assists. He had a very good showing. He was one of three players that we're going to talk about from Baldwin over in uh, Class 4A that, that played very well, and that's why I, I hold the Braves in high regard this upcoming season. I think they really have a chance to make some noise over there in Milledgeville. The last player you want to touch on, Emmanuel Bryson, a senior out of Grovetown. 
Bryson, uh, he, he's another guy that's not going to super wow you, but he does bring it on defense, and his defense really led to a lot of opportunities scoring the ball, uh, you know, pestering peop- uh, ball handlers, getting out in transition. Uh, I had him down for three steals in the game, and he had one of those mini stat sheet stuffer games, had 10 points, three rebounds, two assists, three steals. Uh, not not going to light you up for 20 points a night or anything like that, but a guy that really gets by with his hustle and taking pride on his perimeter defense, and I thought he showed very well on Sunday. This UCLA team was facing off against Team Georgia in the game you saw, uh, led by Xavion Williams, a senior out of Burke County. Uh, the name was familiar. That name was familiar. I, I want to say he was with Sports Academy South. Uh over the summer, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that, but I would put it at 90% because I know they did have some Burke County guys. I know Carter, Dante Carter, was on that team as well. But uh, he, he played very well. I, I thought he, he looked good out there. Uh, he ended up with a, a very good game. He had 15 points. He, he came away with seven rebounds. He had two assists, a 6-2 wing, a senior over there at Burke County who had a, a pretty nice year last year. wasn't anything too crazy. I don't think they cracked 20 wins, but the, I, I think they took a trip to the uh, to the postseason. But they had a pretty good year, uh, and I, I liked what he brought from the wing. Just a, a nice, nice physical guard, had some good size to him, wasn't someone that you say, oh, man, that guy needs to get in the weight room to really make an impact. He had some – had some muscle to him, and uh, he scored the ball very well from the outside. And if Burke County is going to want to have a good year, him and his teammate Carter, they're going to really have to do some things to really compete over there. The second Baldwin Brave you touched on, Dante Justice, uh, class of 2019. Now, he's a big-time football player over there at Baldwin, and I I heard through the stands they were saying, man, he hasn't even picked up a ball in months because he's been so focused on football, but... If anyone wowed in that first game outside of Ray, who you know hit those what we say six threes, it was Justice really turned some heads. Now he was a guy that was he was hunting his shot a lot, and sometimes you got to be a little careful not to make it every single trip down. You know what's going up with him, but uh, a very athletic shooter got very good um, good height on his jump shot. And he was he was a shooter. He could get to the basket, but he was knocking down mid-range shots, three-pointers. He ended up hitting one, two, three, four threes. Uh, got to the the foul line. It looks like two, four, five, six times. Hit five free throws. Finished with 23 points, four rebounds, and three assists. And he's only going to be a junior this year. He led Baldwin in scoring last year with 16 points per game. Uh, you can tell. We mentioned he's a, a very good athlete, and he, he you can tell he's the alpha dog out there. He's the alpha male. He's going to be the one when it's in crunch time. That's the guy he's going to want to take the shots. And uh, I, I, I thought he played very well. Just he's got to make sure he stays composed. And I mean, and so like again in these in these settings where it's run and gun, and there's not a whole lot of defense being played. There wasn't a whole a whole lot being played at at the fall invite especially in this first game. Some players can look a little better than maybe they are, but at the end of the day, Justice really showed off that he can score the ball, and that's something that is going to transition well into his junior season. And the last player on that uh, team, Georgia, Tyshawn Briscoe, class of 2020 out of Lakeside High School. 
He transferred over to Lakeside. I know we mentioned him before. Came over from ARC where I heard he didn't play too much, which is interesting. Maybe he just wasn't ready or he really improved. But he's on the on the smaller side listed at 5'10". But, man, every time out, he can shoot the ball. He can shoot the ball. He has a high arcing shot, and he'll pull from deep. He ended up with 13 points, hit three threes. Uh, he'll need to get a little better getting into the lane and pulling up from the mid-range. Right now, he is pretty much a, a lethal three-point shooter. You leave him open, he's going to knock it down. But he's going to have to diversify his uh, portfolio a little bit. Now, I know playing at Lakeside, that's a team that is going to be very heavy with the three-pointers. Kalen Williams is going to want to shoot threes. Brad Hilly is a good three-point shooter from the outside. Uh, they got a couple more role players that really love to to, to take open shots, and that's that's the thing. You live by the jumper, you die by the jumper. Uh, you're going to want to try and get a little bit better getting into the lane. And Kalen Williams, his teammate who did not play, I heard he had a sore knee. He worked out with Stetson the day before. That's someone who really improved at getting into the lane, and now he's going to be a junior, and now he's got a running mate who's kind of like him but a little younger, kind of like a clone version. So he could – try and be like his his bigger brother and teach him how how i get to the basket how to play with the chip on my shoulder give him that swagger so uh briscoe he's got someone good to 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 learn from from the offensive side of thing and uh, on the defensive side of the ball that's just something a young player he'll he'll have to get better on and since he is on the smaller side he's gonna have to learn to move his feet and play a position war with the opposing guards but he can definitely shoot the ball and i think he's gonna have a really good year over there at lakeside in the uh, second game, Georgetown versus Duke. We'll kick it off with a guy who you're very familiar with. If you've been checking the site, he uh, writes the is it the journal or the process, Kyle? The process, the which process. is a GHSA journal entry. Uh, so that's pretty much that's correct. You can call it a journal. The process, the journal is called the process. So, Authored by... Trago Million. There you I'll, go, I'll, I'll, I'll steal the thunder from you. Trago Million. And... Uh, if you read his 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 uh, journal entries, which come every every once in a while, it's you know he had school start back up. But if you read what he put out just the other day, uh, he had a chip on his shoulder. He he ended up he tore so he tore his meniscus in the state playoffs last year against Stratford Academy. Continued playing on it, uh, and you know that's called toughness. And he played on it throughout the the early spring months of AAU, and then on. Uh, you know, early summer workouts, he heard it pop when he was jogging around the gym. So we, we went and finally got it checked out, MRI, he got a torn meniscus, went and got it cleaned out. And it, it was just probably a little over a month, maybe two months. But just uh, just last week, he, he got the officially 100% cleared to play, even though he's been working out, conditioning, doing everything he needs to do to get better. But uh, he was finally cleared to play, and, I mean, he, didn't, he did not have rust. And the one thing, the knock on him was can he move his feet and can he shoot the ball? And I think that that knee injury was definitely a blessing in disguise because he was playing last year. I mean, he was losing a lot of weight in this offseason, running and getting in shape and lifting weights and trimming up and everything. But really, if you want to to look at, he was, what, a 6'3 guard? He was probably playing at 215, 220 last year. And, I mean, it's it wasn't fat. It was just a lot of mass and a lot of muscle on there too. But now that he's he's lost that weight, he's down to about, he's in the 190s now. 
and he's got some better flexibility. The explosiveness, it's always been there, but the quickness, did he have that fast twitch fiber to get by defenders and to move his feet and to stay in front of ball handlers? And I think he has that. He has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he shot the ball well. I know that that first game I saw, he knocked down a three-pointer to open it up. He finished with 20 points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. That's something that you're, you've always been accustomed to, considering how he averaged 20 points, 13 rebounds, four assists. You know, he was he's the reigning Augusta Chronicle Player of the Year for a reason. But uh, he, he came back with a, an, a vengeance. And the thing that he, he wrote about in his process, entry which is something that i do agree with he was talking about his explosion to the basket catching and just putting his head and just going that that explosive first step and he likened himself to russell westbrook now i'm not saying he's russell westbrook but you, you know what i'm trying to say how he's got that mindset that mentality that first step he's exploding to the basket and once he gets into the paint he is a very good finisher trust me i've tried to block his shot a couple times playing pickup ball and i've seen it with you know him playing against six eight guys He's tough to to block his shot because when he puts that body on you, he he is a, a grown man. He is a, a strong boy. He just turned what? Just turned seventeen last month. He is as strong as it gets, and he can really finish through defenders. And now that he has a jump shot that has looked good, an open gym has looked good at the Fall Forty Eight invite, and he's still doing everything else on defense. I saw him jump into the ball, closing gaps, quick on his feet, where he was a little lethargic last year. When he's healthy and he's he's going, he might not be hitting five threes a game like some other players, but if you're looking for the complete package and someone that competes, Trey was really impressive and I, I think he has a chance to have a really great year. Now are those Division One offers going to come? That's up in the air. Low majors and high Division Twos, I think that's where his ballpark is right now. And I think it's time for a lot of people to check in on him because Trey, he's going to have a very good season this year. His compadre on that Georgetown team was Lucas Thomas, a uh, class of 2019 player from Richmond Academy. Now, I never had seen Lucas play before, but I was pretty impressed with him. You, you, you look at him. Originally, he doesn't look like he's going to be jumping out of the gym or anything crazy like that, but he goes, what, 6'5", a 2019. I thought he was patient in the post. He was willing to face up a lot, and he had jump shot range up to 15 feet. Now he could he showed a little uh, turnaround jumper out of the post. Uh, I, I liked his offensive game. It, it was sneaky. You don't really expect it too much, but he, he was very comfortable knocking down the mid-range shot rebounded pretty well what do i have him down for he had eight points in that one game had three rebounds one assist someone that keep an eye on keep an eye on. only going to be a junior but for a first impression he's someone that i would like to see a little bit more of uh, i think he's going to end up having a very nice high school career and those two are facing off against team duke dylan cardwell a six foot eight guy out of uh, sophomore out of evans uh, yes, uh, that was someone I heard about a little bit over the summer months. I never really saw him play. Then I finally saw a glimpse of him at that Butler that Butler League, but we didn't play against him, so I wasn't really too focused in on him. But from what I saw, he, he's wet behind the ears. He is a, a younger player. Uh, what do we have him listed as? He's a 2020, so he's going into his, just his sophomore year. He is about 6'8", 6'9". Uh, you could tell he, he is still young. He showed a little bit of, 
you know, that, that body language and emotions and just, you know, he's a, a tad bit animated, nothing too crazy, but you could tell he's a, he's a kid that's still grown into his body and he's still a young guy, only, you know, probably what, 14, 15 years old, something like that. But uh, I, I thought he, he had a, a, a nice camp. I thought he was not as raw as Jeremiah Smith, who transferred into Grovetown from Minnesota. Uh, another like 6'8", 6'9", guy who's going to be a junior. I thought Cardwell looked better than him if we're comparing him. And this he's, uh, what, a grade younger than him? Um he, he, he was a willing three-point shooter, too. Cardwell, he, he's, he wants to shoot the ball from outside. He's not too afraid from out there, and he, he can put the ball on the floor a little bit, and he could put it between his legs. Now he's not going to be a playmaker or anything like that. But he showed he has he has some, some interesting ball skills. I would like to see him a little more. Uh, his passing looked pretty decent, too. Uh, he looked like he knew what he was doing out there from the from the one game I saw him play. He had a nice uh, high-low feed down low. He saw an open man, and he got it to him quickly without dilly-dallying around or you know having a bad pass. He, he shot it in there pretty quickly. Uh, from the game I saw, he ended up having six points, five rebounds, one block. I know it's very tough for big guys in settings like this to really – get a lot of post feeds you're pretty much just out there to rebound the ball and outlet and let the guards do all the dirty work and you'll get a couple offensive rebounds here and there but that's someone i do want to see more of just like uh who we talked about lucas thomas uh i i do think cardwell has a chance to be one of the better big men in this augusta area just because he's so young he's got that big size and if you get him with the right coaching staff and uh, he wants to train hard he has a chance to be pretty good his partner on that Duke team was the third Baldwin Brave, Brendan Robertson, a senior. Yeah, another lefty, and he did pretty much what I thought he would do. I saw him going back to that Butler League again. He was someone that played very, very hard and flew around the court and did the same thing. Now, in the first half, he had three points, didn't do too much. But in the second half, he turned it on, had 10 points, finished with 13 points, eight rebounds, three assists, two steals. He was kind of a, a Johnny-on-the-spot type guy. He was in the right place at the right time. But to be in the right place at the right time, you got to be flying around and you got to know where to be. So uh, that's just another guy in that Buck Harris offense and that defensive system over there at Baldwin, just a guy that I could trust to play hard night in and night out from the games that I've seen from him. I think he's, he's going to be a, a, a very good piece. Uh, he was maybe like third in scoring something like that last year. Uh, I do like him to be in that, that, that big three with Therese Hicks, Dante Justice, and they got a couple more guys that transferred in over there and uh, a few others that I haven't mentioned. But I'm telling you, if you're looking to buy stock in a sleeper and a dark horse in class forward and make a run, I'm putting my money on Baldwin to be that, that sleeper team that kind of pops out of nowhere and you just wake up and say, whoa, what are these guys doing in the Final Four? I like Baldwin that much. The last game was Oregon taking on Kentucky. Another Aquinas player, senior Daniel Parrish, headlined Oregon. Daniel Parrish is, uh, we've talked about him a couple times, new to the program from South Aiken. Uh, he didn't he didn't score too much in the game I saw. He had six points, uh, which that, some of that has to do with he was being guarded by teammate Chris Williams. Uh, let me go on a, a, a tangent right now to talk about Chris Williams real quick before we go diving into Daniel Parrish. But Chris Williams, six seven, transferred in from Grovetown. He's at Aquinas. 
Uh, he's only going to be a sophomore. He ended up with four points, had seven rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. Um, someone that he's trying to find his fit. Where is he best at? Is he a post? Is he a forward? Right now he's kind of that that three four hybrid. Uh, if he if he develops a jump shot, he has a chance to be very good. But I, I think we're working on him uh, getting his uh, his game down low. I know I'm a post specialist, or at least I try to say I am. And I've been trying to harp on all our big men, learning post moves inside and all the tricks of the trade, body work, footwork, all that stuff. But uh, Chris Williams, I thought he played well, and uh, he's someone to keep an eye on. But he, he defended Daniel Parrish. So Daniel Parrish, uh, 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 I believe what? He's a lefty, right? He's got that, that crazy shot. He had six points, seven rebounds, one assist, two steals, two blocks. If he's not doing it on offense, he's someone that just with those long arms, he can play the passing lanes, and he'll get a hand on a couple balls. If you want to look at AUGBball.com, Chad Cook was over there taking great video and chatting up with all the coaches. He always has a great job. I'm encroaching on his territory right now. I hope he doesn't get get too mad i don't need any territory wars now that i'm over here in augusta but you can just check out his footage of just daniel just you know just making causing havoc making things happen uh with his defensive presence as a 6-4 senior guard uh he could play the point guard which i think he will have an opportunity to to see a lot of ball handling duties this year and i think he can really flourish in that because he he he's He's proven to be able to handle some top-notch pressure, even though it was just in the the summer league. He he looked pretty good against Laney, and we know Laney plays that that full court pressure D. But uh, Daniel Parrish is someone that school should put on their radar. Has a 3.9 GPA, uh, a standout kid, and I think he has a real chance to to be that. If you want to call it Robin to Batman or Batman and Robin switch off time to time. Uh, Daniel Parrish and Trey Gomillion, those two guys can really be the cornerstones as far as the offensive production. But Daniel Parrish as well on the defensive side of things, really revving up Aquinas and getting them going every single game. On Kentucky, another senior from Grovetown, Eric Graham II. Eric Graham. Now, he he really played very well. And I've heard the name before. Don't don't know too much about him. He's, he's at Grovetown. But I saw him, he's what, listed as a 6'1 guard. He came out right out of the gate and set the tone for his team. He had the first 11 points of the game, and he was just just hitting mid-range jumpers, just pure jump shots. Everything was going down for him. He looked very good, and I, I've used this phrase a couple times so far. He's not going to super wow you. He's not dunking the ball. He's not the super fastest player out there. He's not. He doesn't have the, the deepest range out there. He doesn't have the greatest super tightest handles, but he is a very calm and composed point guard from what I saw. Uh, didn't try to do too much. Took his shots when they were there. Knocked down his shots. He, he played very well, and in a, a setting like this, uh, it was a first impression for him, and all I ask is for players to always play hard because you never know who's going to be there. You never know who's going to be watching, and you never know what's going to become of that and come out of something, of a, an opportunity like that. And he took his first impression, and he ran with it with those 18 points, hit three three-pointers, had three rebounds, had five assists, had one block. He was just you know, all over the court, just making good, solid plays, and Eric Graham – I was very impressed with his play. 
Now he's a senior. It's late. I'm sure with more performances like that, he's going to be able to find a find a home to play in college if he so chooses. It's probably not going to be the Division One level, but you could go to a good Division Two, a good Division Three school, get a good education, and play some basketball. But I was very impressed with him, and I think Grovetown. That's a team that. I think they have a chance to be, you know, pretty improved. They got some guys over there now. They got one player that came in. They just got to make sure he has his head on straight and he doesn't affect the the, the good vibes that look like could be coming towards that program. But uh, with Graham at the helm, uh, I think they have a shot to to fight for a playoff spot in that region that hasn't been too great last year it wasn't very good region three i think they ended up getting swept in the first round of the playoffs it was it was kind of yucky with alcovey evans greenbrier grovetown heritage conyers and lakeside evans there's a chance for them to make it to the state playoffs and if they find a way into the state playoffs i think graham's gonna have a huge part of that Another guy on that Kentucky team, Naze Baltimore, a South Carolina guy from Aiken, South Carolina, class of 2019. He was a big dude out there. He's less than 6'5", might be 6'6", over 200 pounds, I'd say. He was he was a bulldozer, but he wasn't just moving people out of the way. He was doing it with some finesse footwork, backing people down. He, he backed down Nate Dunlop, uh, who played Nate Dunlop with another tangent here. Nate Dunlop this is about six five, six six, plays a I guess what, Augusta Christian. Um he played on the Nike EYBL with the Georgia Stars. He did not have a very good day uh yesterday and I think that that's just you, the GISA is the GISA is not where you go to, to develop. I I wish he would play in the GHSA and he could really get that iron sharpens iron. But, of course, it was just, just one game. But, again, going back to those first impressions, it just wasn't a good impression. He wasn't knocking down his three-pointers, and he really struggled out there. But Baltimore, a big body, uh, physical wide post. He used his shoulders well, had some nice footwork around the rim. Uh, he, he wasn't much of a, a high riser. I think he might have had a dunk, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I, I liked his work around the basket. He ended up having 12 points, had 11 rebounds, one assist, and one block. So uh, he had the size inside, and he definitely used it to his advantage. And that's someone, if I'm in South Carolina, that's someone I would want to keep tabs on. If I'm a smaller school, a low major, or maybe in the Division Two level, that's someone that can score with his back to the basket. we got to see if he can get uh, a little more agile and quicker. But uh, I, I liked what I saw from him with his, uh, his scoring ability around the rim. The last kid you wanted to touch on, Kyle, from the first 48 invite, uh, senior from Laney, Donald Henley. He's listed as five foot nine, Donald Henley Jr. Uh, he had nine points in this game, four rebounds, three assists, one steal. But the first thing I saw, and I saw it when we played against him in the summer, he is fast. He is very fast, and sometimes, like they love to say, speed kills. And if he can just, you know, he breaks out in transition. It's a wrap because he's going to go coast to coast or he's going to find the open man. Uh, very quick, a pretty good shooter as well. Uh, he liked to chirp out there when he was pulling up threes. He, he, he liked to let his defender know that it was too easy for him. But uh, I think he's a very good player. I think if Laney wants uh, to, to hold off a team like Glens Hill, who I think, I really do think they have all the pieces to get the job done and win that region title. Now, if they're going to do it, I don't know. But they do have the pieces that I like. 
if Donald Henley wants to keep Laney on top and have that 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 stranglehold over the Augusta private or public schools over here, not the private schools, but that that stranglehold over the public schools of Augusta and Richmond County, and even if you want to dip into Columbia County. Uh, he's going to have to be the straw that stirs the drink. Him and P.J. Walker and a couple other guys. I think Donald Henley is the engine for Laney this upcoming season. Kyle, that pretty much covers the first 48 invite. Will Avery thing that he puts on down there in the Augusta region. But coming up, we're going to have a podcast with Cabrell Huff and another interview type thing. And then look out for on the website... You've already released the girls' all-area teams. The boys' all-area teams will be coming out shortly. And then throughout October, pretty much every weekend leading up to basketball season, we'll have some all-state predictions and um, our rankings coming out. We have a lot of good stuff coming. If you're a, a big fan of high school basketball in the state of Georgia, the month of October should be very fun for you because I plan on putting stuff out every single week. Uh whether it's all area teams, which probably we're going to finish up pretty soon in this month, but we're going to have all state teams coming out. Like you mentioned with the rankings coming out, we got a lot of good stuff coming in October because in November, second, third week of the season or of the month, the season tips off. So uh, it's here. Basketball season is here. Don't let the football people fool you. It's basketball season. It's always been basketball season. And I'm looking forward to a great Great season, a great year, and a very busy year for me. I know I got a great staff in place at sandyspiel.com. Couldn't do it without you, Ramin Forgani, Bree Singleton, uh, Trent Markwith, the rest of the crew might be bringing on some more people, possibly a middle Georgia talent evaluator, a former head coach in the area could be joining the Sandy Spill team. I might have a, a journalistic uh, mind over there in the Fayette County area who we have been in talks with of jumping aboard and doing some freelance writing. So I'm going to do the best I can. I'm not in the, uh, the stronghold known as the Metro Atlanta area uh, covering games in person. But if I'm not there, expect I'll, me to have some other people out there covering games for me. And I promise that I will provide the exact same content as years pass. Of course, you know me, no bias here. I'm going to call it straight down the line the best I can. And I'm looking forward to another great year, and I'm excited for you to be on board with us over here at Sandy Spiel. And stay tuned for the next Spielin' and Dealin' podcast. <laughs>